Hello. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm doing so good, to be honest. Like, I'm enjoying being indoors, too cold to go anywhere else, just being in a nice bed, chilling with my little puppy. Did my makeup today, which was like the first time in a month, I swear to God. So that kind of felt good. How's your day? What's going on with you? Yeah, I I hear you. Putting on makeup is like such sometimes it feels like I'm climbing a mountain with it. Where I'm like, why is this so difficult to do? But also I always feel so much better after I do it. Completely. Like I'm always. totally on board. Like I'm like, okay, I've got to do all the work possible today. Yeah. Well, my new face is on. Big time. Yeah, big time. No, but I've been yeah, I've been okay this week. I feel like I've been honest with you the last month of like struggling like really, really, really hard mm-hmm. with like sadness and depression. And yep. I just moved into my new space and I'm, I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. Like you're just like feeling all the mental illness. I thought you were like feeling really good about your new move. <laughs> Sorry. I should be more clear. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling it. Oh! Like I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm feeling really that good. That bitch is so depressed. <laughs> No, I'm feeling I like had a talk about it with my therapist yesterday, actually, and just talking about how depression feels extremely oppressive on your body. Like that's like a force that is feeling like it's weighted on your body. Like when I was walking around in my old condo, I swear to God. God, I felt like I was walking around with like weights around my ankles and wrists. Mm -hmm. And now there's this feeling of lightness. Like I'm walking around and I feel excited and light and airy. Whereas depression feels, it feels heavy and muddied. Like you're under. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, so I'm feeling, yeah, it's the first time I've felt like good in a couple of months and it's, wow. I'm like, is this what people wake up and feel like? Because this is amazing. I've missed this. It's incredible. I'm so proud of you. And you've been through a lot in the last few months. And like to hear that you're finding yourself more light. You're enjoying the new apartment. That things are finally starting to become lighter and happier in your life. And also like you're so right about the depression. Like sometimes I look at it too as not just a heaviness and darkness. But almost like a black sludge. Because it's so hard to get it off. It just wants to stick on you. Wow. Yes. That's such a good way to put it. Absolutely. And you have struggled with that for a very long time. I know that it ebbs and flows because sometimes you'll come out of it and you'll be like, wow, I'm Kayla Logan blog. Like I'm here. Yeah. Like I legitimately have a permanent disability by the beautiful Canadian government for my mental health. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And um, it's hitting me really bad right now. Like it's I'm barely able to function and have a shower and get out of bed and clean my room and just show up for myself never mind the real world Mm. and I think that it's challenging because yes there are conversations about mental health online but it's different when you see what mental health really looks like and I think it's hard for people to see and I don't know how much they really want to see of it Mm. Mm. how what about like things that like wake you up like you like bring you like back to life because the the last few months of like me struggling with depression focusing or like having this idea to do this podcast with you has honestly that was like we you know we for people listening like we've recorded this like once be- we recorded mm-hmm. this intro once before 
but we had to scrap it because the quality wasn't there mm-hmm. and we want really good quality for you guys. But You're I so sweet, feel like <laughs> careful. I've got a salty, spicy side to me as well. <laughs> but I it was honestly the only thing that I was excited about. Like every time you texted me and you you said something along the lines of we've got this like branding material for the for our Instagram posts or I'm going to do this. It was like, oh, yeah, there's something that I want to get out of bed for today. And yeah. it's because I really want to talk about it's because I really want to talk about binging with Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> but literally our life every single night we talk about this. Yeah, exactly. Might as well let people join in. Um, so no, sorry. Go on. What is it? No, what I was just curious. What has it been for you to like? feel like there's stuff going on that makes it easier to get out of bed I think like this podcast was like such a huge honor because you approached me about wanting to do it based on like conversations that we have in private I literally thought Kenzie was inviting me to be a guest on her podcast and then she's like listen I think we can turn this into its own podcast and I was like the fuck like you want a podcast with me and I think it's do it and it's really important I need to share how I met Kenzie so Kenzie is my idol like when I started my account I was obsessed with Kenzie like still I'm obsessed with her so we were both invited to this American Eagle event I had no idea she was going to be there it was one of my first influencer events and like I have no chill like I'm not cool either I'm socially awkward and I will pretend I don't know you even though we've talked online or I will do something extremely weird. And I decided then before I went up to say hi to Kenzie that I would film her when I was hiding behind a bush. Um, so I found this huge planter and I'm zooming in on her in the video. I'm like, oh my God, it's Kenzie Brenna. And, and then I met her and she was so wonderful. And we like danced and hung out. And I was like, oh my God, she's so nice. She's amazing. I love her. And I was joking when we were starting the podcast to like, I never in a million years thought that the girl that I hid behind a planter video taping, we'd have podcasts with and be best friends. Like I, I can't fathom that. Mm. It's just crazy. Oh, I love that. That was so much fun. And I'm so honored and I'm so grateful to have met you. And I truly, truly feel so thankful that you were hiding behind the bush and then you decided to come out and surprise me. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I know it was like, it was so beautiful. And I remember that night so clearly and it was so much fun. And you came up and you said, I just filmed you like a stalker. (laughs) You did. That it was like, amazing. That feels so on brand for me because I did then that night I did post the footage and I tagged you. I wanted you to know that I was watching you. No, it was great. It was great. Do yeah. you So we have this idea for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get into it. Two girls one binge. Two girls one cup. Every time. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and I think that the reason why I really wanted to do this podcast with you was because I value our conversations when it comes to binging Mm -hmm. because it feels both like 
I am coming to understand myself more when you and I talk about things and when you share with me your experience with binging, but it also feels light because you and I will, will infuse some type of humor into it because it's just so ridiculous and so absurd sometimes. And that connects me to this topic so much and I think that I look forward to talking shit with you so often you know I love a good shit talking session like yeah (laughs) we're gonna fucking get into it (laughs) and when it comes to binging it's really hard to talk about it on Instagram and TikTok you can't you can't you're censored you can't good luck seeing uh, your account live another day yeah um You've been really censored from it. Yeah, like I have a warning on TikTok and I've already been banned once. So and that's all for sharing binge eating. And I don't understand it because like you can talk about so many different eating disorders. So why is a fat person talking about binge eating problematic when I see girls literally in anorexia treatment posting all the time on TikTok? Like it confuses me what's allowed and what isn't. Um. And I completely agree with you, Kenzie. I feel really great about us doing this podcast because it feels safe with you. It feels comfortable. I feel like we can make it light while also discussing hard topics because like you and I have an amazing, I'm just going to say it, we have an amazing sense of humor, especially dark humor. Like we're able to laugh a lot of things off. But I get that it's also a serious topic, and sometimes um, we will have to have those discussions. But for the most part, like, let's have some freaking fun while we talk about, like, eating disorders. Yeah. Wow. Well said. Let's have some fun while talking about eating disorders. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Welcome, guys. Welcome into Two Girls, One Binge. I I think that it's... it's I think that there is a type of levity to infuse into these really dark topics that help mm. make it relatable because yeah, it's, it's, I just don't know how to relate to things without some form of humor and whether that's like a coping yep. mechanism or not. And that doesn't mean that, you know, everything that we're going to be talking about on here is going to be spoken about with just laughs and, mm-hmm. and gags and jokes, but it's to say that this podcast is going to be exploring really hard topics yeah. with storytelling and with things that we will be learning and sharing mm-hmm. and also we'll be laughing a little bit because we all love a good little laugh. No, I completely agree with you. It'll be all encompassing. And I think what's also important is that we're going to be sharing our lived experience as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to be opening up and being very vulnerable um, in ways that we've never done before. We want it to be like, you know, you're one of our girlfriends or friends um, yes. who's hanging out and we're just having a conversation and see yes. where it takes us. I completely agree. Yeah. Do you want to tell people a little bit about your binging background? Yeah. So I have a PhD from the university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got my PhD a few years ago from the University of Binge. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did get an honors. I, oh, wait, I, that's not right. At I all. am specialized in, in this area. Me too. Me too. With like smart food popcorn. I have like a PhD in smart food popcorn. But you know what? It's so good. Like I get it. It's so good. 
it hurts so me. Good. But it's like every time you say it, though, every time you're like, yeah, I'm just going to get some popcorn. I'm like, do you need some support? Like, like you okay like, right now? No, I've got my support. It just comes in this little bag of these popped kernels, of these popped seasoned kernels. It's like, yeah. why are they going to make it so delicious? I don't know. Honestly. Okay. Uh, so, okay. yeah. Yes. So, your okay. background. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, where do we really start? Do we start in childhood? Do we go from university? Um, mm. Okay, I'm going to share a little bit, starting from like who I am, my body positive journey, and then we're going to reel it in to binge eating. So my name's Kayla Logan. You might know me online as Kayla Logan blog. And I promote body positivity, fat liberation, and just empowering all people to love themselves as they are. But when I started my account, I was a weight loss account and I was doing a really strict diet program by Dr. Bernstein's where I literally got needles every week, B12 and B6, so I could lose weight as fast as possible. And I wanted to show that your body is beautiful at every shape and size at iconic locations in my underwear because I wanted to show that there was nothing to be ashamed of. So I did the thing that people say causes the most shame or the most afraid of being pretty much naked in public. And I went and did that in my first location in Peggy's Cove. And I realized that it wasn't the weight. It was diet culture. I didn't love myself when I was fat. I didn't love myself when I was thin. So the issue wasn't weight. It was about loving myself. So I quit diet culture when I came home. It was the hardest thing I ever did. I quit the diet and I continued on this journey of self-love and I'm the heaviest I've ever been now, but I'm also the happiest in my body I've ever been. I've been a size 2-4 before. Now I'm at a size 22 and size really doesn't matter, but that's getting a bit off topic. When we start to talk about binge eating, and I think back to it. I really think back to my childhood around the grade, like two, three. We were uprooted from our house in Toronto. Um, my mom was a single mother. My dad was like very abusive to us and my mom. So she took us out of the city to go there. But as a single mother, like, you know, there's poverty involved. There's a scarcity of resources. There was never enough food. So on grocery shopping days, we would get the foods that we enjoyed so much. And because they were there, we would eat all of it. We would consume all of it so fast because we never knew when we were going to have food again. And then I've been reflecting a lot more on how this continued. And I think even before this, I come from a European background. And in the European culture I came from, come from, and Portuguese, Food is love. Food is community. Food is respect. So like if I went over to my Vavo and my Favu's house, my grandparents' house, even if you'd already eaten a meal, they are cooking and you are going to eat that whole meal because they did that from love from their heart and because you're respecting them by doing that. So to me, food was already a sense of love, a sense of comfort, a sense of connection. And there's a lot of joy there. There's It was a lot of joy. So then you add in the resource scarcity, and that brings us up now to I start to get bullied when I'm in elementary school. And this was like before the next Netflix era where you could like really sit in your house and hide. But I ended up getting, I don't know if it's depression, but I was so sad over being bullied and I was called fat and I wasn't fat. Like I was a huge athlete and 
I started to bring food up to my room a lot and I'd be like watching TV at all, all night, all day. And I would just hide myself in isolation doing this. And then next I'd be restricting and trying these diets in like grade eight or nine. And there was just no balance in that. And at that time I was also a huge soccer player, played competitively and we weren't home a lot. So a lot of the food that we could get on the road was fast food. And I had a lot of food allergies that I wasn't aware of. So I had rules around soccer. So for instance, before a game, I couldn't eat certain foods. Like I wouldn't do bagels with cream cheese, iced cappuccinos, all Tim Hortons, not realizing I'm lactose intolerant. So I wouldn't eat. I go play a tremendous amount of sports and then I'd be starving later. So I'm completely setting myself up for those binges. And then also I believe from childhood and my scarcity mindset that binge eating was my first ever coping mechanism, especially because I grew up in a family with trauma, an abusive family, and a dad who was an alcoholic and drug addict. And food gave me a sense of calm, a sense of consistency. It made me feel loved and supported when I didn't feel I had that at home. And I remember being 16 because it continued to get worse um, over the years. And I had a boyfriend and he looked at me, he goes, are you ever going to address your weight issues or not your weight issues? Are you ever going to address your eating issues? Because every night I go to the grocery store and get a whole bunch of food to eat that night. Like at the end of the night, I always needed to like go for snacks. Like it used to be like ruffles and chips Mm -hmm. or beef jerky. Like I had an arrangement of things. And now you carry that on to university. And I used to smoke a lot of pot, mm-hmm. like a lot. And I would leave the bar early and I would order an entire mega munch meal from Pizza Pizza. I don't know if anyone remembers those. Yeah, And definitely. I would eat the whole thing. And it just felt safe. It felt like um, when things were frightening, the food was there. But it wasn't until the last few years that I realized I had binge eating disorder. I thought this was normal. I watched my mom behave in this manner for years. Mm. I didn't know any different. I mean, in high school, my best friend's mother said that I was like, it was a running joke that I was the bottomless pick because I could eat anything. And I remember her saying one day that, um, you know, one day that's all going to catch up to you. And even when I was I hate that line. I hate that. It's such fucking bullshit. Oh, my God. And then like when I played soccer in Italy, I became best friends with the chefs and they would like pack me lunches when we went away. No one, they didn't do that for anyone else. Like Mm. it was my thing. Being able to eat a lot of food was like my identity. And then as I got older, I became a foodie. And then I started to like really isolate myself and like, I don't really drink. I don't really go out and party. Like food is my joy. I see food as love, as excitement. Food makes me happy and it's my only coping mechanism left. And, um, I'm in binge eating therapy now, but the truth is I don't, I don't want to give her up right now. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. Kenzie, please share some of your story (laughs) Uh, with us now. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know that it's not easy to share those like really like tender parts of our stories and stories Mm -hmm. where we still carry shame. And I feel like I always learned something from you from when you talk about your past and you talk about where 
you come from. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, for me, I think binging started right after my parents got divorced when I was Mm. about seven turning eight. Um, I grew up with like a poor mom and dad when they were together Mm And I remember our foods consisted of like craft dinner and baby carrots. Those were like yeah. my first and pizza from McDonald's when McDonald's had pizza. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Oh God, it was really good. I can like literally remember the way that it tasted. And I remember there not being like a ton of food to eat in the house, but I don't think mm-hmm. that we were going through like I don't think that we were like starving. I just don't think that we had like a plethora of food at home. Mm -hmm. And then when my parents got divorced and my mom became a little bit more financially stable with my stepdad, we started to have more food in the house and I could not get enough of it. I couldn't Mm. get enough of it. And we were still like, we weren't eating great foods when they divorced. Like we were eating, when I say great foods, I just like, I don't feel like translating that right now. We'll do another, we'll do an episode on like the way, like the way that we label food and mm-hmm. our language around it. But I was mostly eating salt and vinegar chips, yep. um, yogurt that was flavored coffee. I re- mm-hmm. literally, I was addicted to that as a kid. I was eating chocolate and then McDonald's and craft yep. dinner. Those were like the, the foods that we were, that mm-hmm. I was like consuming so much And I remember that I started to have people comment on my food. Mm. So I started to take my food and eat it privately because if I was going to get commentary on it, well, I'm just going to eat it in private then. Yeah. So the, that, that process of privatization of like, I'm going to keep this separate. I'm going to keep this away from you. And this is going to be a me thing. Mm -hmm. I be, it became also with highly processed foods like salt let's just say take salt vinegar chips for example I always know how that will taste and Mm. that predictability in a level in a place of like uncertainty in your life to me is invaluable so as a kid there's so much uncertainty there's I'm I'm changing houses I'm changing schools Mm -hmm. not once not twice but three times there's I don't know like when I'm going to see my dad again I don't know what's going on I don't know what school I'm going to go to next Mm -hmm. I don't know who's going to be my friend I don't know what's going like having so many things go on at home food was consistent I was just like, I will always know how this McDonald's will taste. I will always know. So that became like where the, where food became such a crutch Mm -hmm. and such a way, such a big coping mechanism for me. But then I started to get, yeah, I started to have comments on my weight, um, pretty early on in my life, which very similar to you. I look back at photos and I'm like, what were people talking about? I was like, <laughs> no, I was just, I was just a kid. Yeah. I mean, there was, I, I yeah. So I, I'm not really quite sure why people were choosing to comment those things, but I became like well aware that my body was beginning to be a problem, that people were mm. having commentary on it. Mm. And then in high school, I started to restrict. I started to diet. Yep. And I 
figured that, oh, if I eat less, then I'll weigh less. But then what would happen is on Friday nights and Saturday nights, similar to you, when I would be getting high or when I would be drinking, I would lose that control and I would be so famished from Mm -hmm. that week of restricting that I would then eat like an, like eat like pizza, just pizza with my friend just until we couldn't like, couldn't breathe or raid our parents' kitchen until we couldn't, couldn't breathe because like and eat and eat until we couldn't like take another bite. And that be, that started the restrict to binge cycle. But mm-hmm. again, I didn't think I was struggling with an eating disorder. I thought I didn't have enough willpower. I thought I yes. wasn't dieting hard enough. I was mm-hmm. like, this problem still lies with me. And then in my, that continued on into my adult life. I would, I would, I would restrict a bunch and I would like lose all of this weight. And then there would be a point where I just would gain it all back and start binging, like start eating in in private again, start eating really, really, really large amounts of food in small amounts of time. Mm -hmm. I would almost like save up my meals or calories for a night, like like binges for me usually occur at night. Mm -hmm. And so this like this really poor pattern. And then it wasn't until it wasn't until I found the body positivity community online and when I found people who were in recovery for eating disorders that I realized, whoa, yeah, I have an eating disorder. And mm-hmm. I didn't think that I did. I thought that I was just bad at dieting. I thought I was just a bad person for mm-hmm. not being able to get my shit together. So I've been in like therapy and I've been like trying to recover from it and like trying to address my eating patterns for the last like four years Mm -hmm. but it's hard I really feel like the pandemic helped me take 20 steps back and I would say like you know this this can be saved for another podcast episode but the idea of what recovery looks like for binge eaters what recovered looks like um who recovers, how they recover, thin people recovering versus fat people recovering from binge eating. Mm -hmm. There's so much of that. So I'm not quite sure where I'm at in in my recovery, but yeah, but I'm aware of the fact that I struggle with this. I'm I'm aware of the fact that I cope with life with food and that's where we are today. And I am so fascinated by this topic, by binge. Mm -hmm. Like I I really am. I'm just fascinated by it. I am, I, I think that it's absolutely wild that it's the most diagnosed eating disorder and mm-hmm. one of and not as funded as as anorexia research. I think that there's so much stigma when it comes yeah. to binge eating that isn't accompanied with eating disorders that require you to eat less. Mm-hmm. And it, there's just a lot of nuance there. There's a lot of yeah. nuance there. And I'm just like I'm just I'm really really excited to have conversations in a public place about it because I yeah. really want to be hearing these conversations. No, I completely do too. And I think it's important that we're creating this space so people feel heard and validated and seen because I wonder how our recovery or just knowledge would have changed if we had access to this when we were younger or a year ago or six months ago because anorexia information is everywhere it's when we close our yes i completely agree sorry to cut you off i'm just no, no, go girl. I'm like vibrating i'm like i'm like yes Get in it. say it say it i'm like i'll <laughs> sip my tea no uh, yeah it, it's everywhere and there's like 
there's a little bias exercise that you can do where you close your eyes Mm -hmm. and if you think of eating disorder who comes up in your head it's it's usually a white emaciated woman and that leaves out all other people who struggle with eating disorders to the side or people will say it's an extremely extremely heavy person who only struggles with overeating yep 100 percent. there is no context or nuance or it's just it's creating eating disorders in boxes and we all know that mental illness lies everywhere we all know that it pervades boxes and that it affects so many different people anyways so i just yeah there's so much anorexia information out there and there isn't as much content about binging in accessible relatable ways that i that i i wish that there that there was no i completely agree with you i mean you and i both have a platform where we research these topics and i don't know about you i find it hard to find binging resources or information or i mean like there's a few books i hearted on uh amazon last night when i couldn't sleep at three in the morning but like who knows if they suck or not so it's just it's just harder to attain that knowledge um i'm interested in like your specific binge eating foods like i per i personally know them but i'm wondering does every person have that specific meal or that specific thing that is their binge oh yeah <laughs> that was sexual oh yeah oh yeah baby definitely let's get into it you want to know what my personal binge food is right now yeah let's hear it I think for me I know what yours is Mm -hmm. and I don't have one locked down exactly like that but it roughly begins it it usually begins with pizza Mm. or mac and cheese so again coming back to those childhood foods always Oh yeah, let's this fucking straight in our child work right now. This baby Kenzie is. is in the driver's seat oh so often. Kenz, you are so right about the childhood. It comes back to Yeah. This is therapy. This oh is my therapy. God, okay, let's get into it. Okay, so it usually starts off with pizza or craft dinner, if I'm gonna be honest. And then Love I'll be like, dinner. okay. When it's good, it's so good. And I don't actually mean like mac and cheese. Like I don't even just mean the brand craft dinner. I mean like it could be all forms of like mac and cheese. If you know, like I know that you and I love that Annie's brand. Like I F with that Annie's brand. I love the Daya mac and cheese. I love craft dinner. Like I think it's all good. There is nothing better than the white cheddar Annie's (laughs) mac and cheese. And I will fight someone over that. There's nothing better. It's a good one. It's really no, good. No, it's the best one. It's the best one. Sorry. My bad. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Anyone who disagrees with that, I'm just going to gaslight you. <laughs> block, restrict, block, delete. Yeah. It's my motto these days, um, bitches. So yeah, I'll start off with pizza or mac and cheese. And then I got to have my smart food and spicy dill pickle chips. That's like that combo Yeah, is sexual. That combo is, and if it's not spicy dill pickle chips, then it's obviously salt and vinegar. Again, childhood, yep. again, and then finishing it off with, with ice cream, which again is just Oof. like frozen 
it's not literal frozen yogurt but again coming back to the childhood thing it's just like yeah I liked yogurt and ice cream as a kid and I'm still eating it today so that would be like the beginning middle and end it would be like nice pizza smart food with like some chips and then like ice cream and I would eat that and I'd be so high and excited and out of body to eat that and I'd be like oh my god this is the best this is the best of the best and then at the end I will feel so fucking sick yeah and sad mm-hmm. and then, then I'll text you <laughs> and exactly. then I'll text 100%. Kayla and I'll be like oh my god this hurts why did I do this or you'll like text me and be like, should I get the McFlurry? <laughs> oh my. Like the last few months. Right now. <laughs> oh my God. I have had a food fixation on the McChicken wrap. Like, or sorry, the, the some McCaesar wrap or something from McDonald's. And you love Caesar and- salad too. You love it. doesn't like caesar salad i don't trust them it's perfect it's perfect it's creamy it's got a little bit of acidity it's got the parmesan you've got greens it's just it's the best it's so good so instead of getting kenzie a birthday cake get her a costco size caesar salad um oh my god do they do that yo they're amazing yeah that's (gasps) how i get my caesar salad oh it's like a cry. It's like a bin. That's what I need. I need like a, a trough. <laughs> people are going to. It's funny because like there will be there will be like people online who will shame me and they'll be like, "Why don't you just eat out of a trough?" And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> if there was one made for humans, would I reject that? I don't know. The other day I was eating smart food out of the bag and yeah. I had my chin in <laughs> the bag. With my hand inside the bag, scooping it up and putting it in my mouth. And I paused and I looked around and I was like, if there is a hidden camera in here, I am at my most vulnerable. Like if there is also, if there's like a serial killer in here, my most vulnerable. Because I am I am inside of that bag. Anyways. Okay. So those are my binge foods. What are yours? Hold on a second. I love... I love that you're like, if there's a serial killer in here, I'm at my most vulnerable. Like, it's almost like you're embarrassed. You're not worried about your I would your be life. embarrassed. No, I would. First thing, embarrassment. Like, oh my God, you saw me eat my popcorn like that? Because it's end of the bag. It's all, all of the little tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny I little kernels. I think that's just smart. I think that's Thank being you. efficient. Thank you. I am super curious if you feel like sharing what your binge food is right now. I know what it is. Can I actually guess? You can 100% guess, even though you 100% know what it is. I think I do, but I don't know if I know how specific it is. Okay. Okay. Quarter pounder, onions, mm-hmm. ketchup only. You're close. You're close. With cheese? Yes. Okay. Large fry? <laughs> of course. Diet Coke? Fuck no. We, we're doing full Coke. McDonald's has the best Cokes. Okay, perfect. Sorry. I slapped my wrist. Okay, thank you. So we, but we're not done yet. No, of course we're not. 20 piece chicken nugget. It's my boy, Blue. <laughs> so that's your OG? Is that, is that the, that's the binge that's happening right now? I mean, like, like in, it, yeah. that's like the go to. For like comfort, you're, you're, safety. You've almost got it. Yeah. Okay. Like, who doesn't Tell love me. a good chicken nugget? 
That's what I call them. When I give them to my dogs, we share because like I will buy his love with food. I've got no shame. Okay, so it is a quarter pounder with cheese. You were correct there. No onions. Fuck no on the onions. We're going to go with ketchup, a lot of friggin' mayo, which they call actually McChicken sauce, which we ask for extra in the bag because McChicken sauce on French fries is also amazing. Um, Good to know. Thank you. We do a a little shredded lettuce moment. Okay, that's the first part. You were so right on the extra large fry, and they better fill that to the very top. Like, I want it all or else I want a refund. I need a large Coke, okay? McDonald's has the best fountain Coke. And I don't get why everyone's like, I love a Diet Coke. Why? I want to enjoy myself. I (laughs) love Diet Coke. I think it tastes so much better. Okay, honestly, get out of here. Okay, honestly, this is the end of the friendship, guys. Yeah, it's, that's it. it that, that's what ruined it out of everything. <laughs> that was it. Um, and then it's got to be the 20 chicken nuggets, and they got to have sweet and sour sauce. Like, I feel like if I don't have sweet and sour sauce, it's, like, ruined my binge completely. I... Yeah, I think if you're looking forward to a binge or you're looking forward to overeating, like you're looking forward to your meal, you want that Mm. satisfaction. If it comes and the fries aren't filled up, the sauce doesn't come, the drink Mm -hmm. is wrong, they put onions on your burger and you don't want onions on your burger, the convenience store is all out of smart food, I am like a child. I want to throw a fucking tantrum and I want to cry and die inside. Yeah. They completely, like, I think being a child and throwing a tantrum is, like, the perfect way to explain it because, like, they've ruined your binge. Now you have to yeah. redo the whole thing. You have to redo it. No, you we actually need to, do. Yeah, we need a do-over. Because, like, just one part of it, if you don't get that, like, is it the consistency that you're looking for from it? Is that what it is? The to comfort me, and consistency? I think so, yeah. I... I think we'll talk about this later uh, more in depth on a future episode. But for me, a lot of the a lot of language around addiction feels true for me. So if my if I can't get the food that I want to binge on or overeat with on Mm -hmm. overeat on, if I can't find that food, if it's not good, if it's whatever, Mm. I feel like I don't get the high that I want. and that's the whole thing is like I'm looking for that like I'm chasing for that that dopamine hit that comfort whatever that is um so yeah no that's exactly it yeah it's like there's something along the lines there that feels true for me in terms of it not fulfilling a high that I'm looking for and even just talking about it now, I remember like the feeling of like going to order the food because I always get it off Uber Eats. Um, sometimes I do add in a McFlurry just for like, you know, sweetness. But it's like the anxiety, the anxiousness, the excitement because it's like, oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be ordering mm. this. I shouldn't. I'm going to feel terrible later. But it's like excitement. It's like, okay, my crack's coming. Like I can't wait to get that hit of heroin. Like, you know, yeah. give it to me, give it to me. And then you place the order and then you're scared. You're like, I've committed. I've committed to this now. Like this better be absolutely incredible. Yeah, I can. I feel the exact same way. Like there's a really big rush in that yeah. anticipation of mm. it's 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 a, it's arriving. Or yes. if I go and get something from the grocery store and I bring it home. Something yes. that you said earlier really 
was was extremely relatable for me grocery shopping days were like my mom would come home with all of this food and we would want to my brother and I would want to devour it we'd be Mm. so excited we'd be like oh my god she got us this and this and we got this and we would want to eat all of it in one sitting and my mom would have to say like guys get out of there like I just went grocery shopping how did you guys eat all of this yeah immediately but we were like game on lady you bring food in this house and it's going to be gone in a little bit challenge accepted (laughs) yeah challenge accepted do you feel like and I guess this could also be an episode on its own but like because it was scars scarce scarce um scarce nailed it sounds more regal because it was scarce (laughs) Nailed and you it. didn't you didn't know when you were gonna have those foods back in your life you were like if I don't consume all of it right now it's never gonna happen again like this is my chance this is my glory and my moment yeah big time absolutely like 100% like and I think that it's that also comes from like growing up in formative years without mm. like a ton of food but also the the scarcity aspect of dieting like dieting is an induced famine like your Mm. brain is so triggered into thinking that there isn't a lot of food and so I think dieting also somehow somehow activates or triggers some sort of food is scarce so when we have it we got to eat all of it yeah right like yeah that's making me think of that study and I can't bring it to mind right now but it was done on men where they were put on really restrictive diets to see the effects of it yeah what do you know what I'm talking about what is it called Mm -hmm. the Minnesota starvation experiment yes yes do you have more information on that that you'd like to share yeah we should definitely take an episode to discuss that and discuss like each part of the study because that study is pretty Formative in terms of what it revealed about low calorie diets yeah. and the long lasting effects of dieting. Mm-hmm. And it's the only study of its kind. And there's no way to ever replicate a study like that because we just we can't put people on low calorie diets like that for long, for long periods of time. We just we can't do that. Mm hmm. So we'll definitely have to do an episode episode Mm -hmm. on that. What sorts of topics can you tell the listeners that you're excited to chat about on this podcast? I'm like, fuck, I was not prepared for that one. Okay, (laughs) some of mine. Do you you know? Yeah, I think like I really want to talk about like binge eating versus emotional eating. I'd love to talk about like emotion regulation and how we can use other tools and specific tools to help us in that instead of maybe binge eating and practical skills that we have. I would love to talk about your turn. Nailed it. (laughs) I'm like, I did not write a piece of paper. I feel like your brain goes like a million miles an hour and you're so intelligent and you have all these great ideas and thoughts and they're like on the tip of your tongue and you're like, like you're incredible. You're so Stop. smart, and you. I'm just like, I know I'm not you. friends. We're not. Friends. You better be sending me fucking TikToks tonight, <laughs> or else oh our friendship God. is over. It's been a while since we've had a TikTok date. I know. I felt like I felt like there was a rift between us. Like like you were mad or something. No, I just haven't been online. But okay. Do you want to talk about it here? 
Um, I really appreciate the compliments. You are brilliant. You are a genius. You are so intelligent yourself. Thank this you. is why I'm, I want to talk to you about absolutely everything. I love your perspectives. I love your point of view. So now that we're done gassing up each other. As you always should with your friends. As you always should. Um, some topics that I'm excited to explore on here is definitely like the binge recovery that we were talking about earlier. Mm. The way that like I have really only ever seen thin women talk about being fully recovered and I have never personally for me and of course it exists but I've never I've never I don't know fat women who have recovered from binge eating so that's like a big topic that Mm -hmm. I'd love to explore I'd love to explore how glorified mukbangs are and how they are literally literal binges that are on social media that garner hundreds of millions to billions of views like yeah. it's insane i'm like it's, let's get into it right now let's go <laughs> it's insane i'd love to talk about the stigma that comes with binge eating versus mm. other eating disorders what other topics i guess that's it i guess those are the we'll do five no. topics no i'm just kidding there's gonna be so much more don't worry we have a spreadsheet where we will place ideas <laughs> i don't we have anything. ideas we promise guys <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't know if we'll actually use the sheet just send them in send them in let us know what you want to hear i don't know where you need to send them yet but just send them somewhere i think the topic of the the difference between binge eating emotional eating mm-hmm. mindless eating and overeating yep. is going to be really really important yeah because that's something that really pisses me off i'll see like tiktokers graze throughout the day and they'll be like mm. like come and hang out with me during a day of binging and i'm like that's not a fucking binge are you that's not a binge not that yep. i'm trying to gatekeep what a binge is but that's that's really not a binge. It's like yeah. being like, come paint this wall blue with me. And they're painting it red or brown. And you're like, just because there's blue in it doesn't mean that it's that's the, it's the color blue. Like, that's brown. So <laughs> I get really mad on TikTok. Oh, my God. It's so activating on oh. there. And it's, it's so- always thin people. It's no, no, thin, I don't. Thin white women. I'm saying it. I'm going there. Um, but everybody struggles. Every literally, everybody struggles. With I love I how love, politically correct you're trying to be. It's not that I'm trying to be politically correct. It's that I don't. It's that I feel like, for me personally, like as somebody who's plus size, I feel like in the plus size community, there's. It's just. It's very common, and it's so mm-hmm. easy to just say like, "Oh, thin women are doing this, and then women are doing that," and I just I don't get on that train very often. I love that. But I do try to also be honest about like saying like there are specific trends that like thin people get to get away with that like fat people don't or thin people tend to be able to talk about this or show this and they like when a TikToker who is like super thin and super beautiful says I'm gonna have a fuck it day and I'm gonna eat hamburgers and pizza like it's Mm -hmm. very different if I decide to do that yeah but we can have like a whole podcast episode that's that's gonna have to be a podcast like there's just so many there's too many to even (laughs) get into it because like yeah we're gonna be here for three hours on the first episode yes I think like talking about having an episode two talking about what our activations are yeah how that 
can can trigger binges um what happens when we're traveling like how does travel Ooh. impact what we eat how we eat how much we eat so yeah. um there are lots of yeah there's lots of topics here i'm so excited to explore this with you Kayla. me too and i really think that like exploring trauma and like mental health like anxiety disorders too with binge eating there's literally like everything and adhd Ev- Yes, because we oh both God. got that. We got it. We're we, cool. We got We're that. We caught that. We caught yeah. that. We're neurodivergent. I have a card. You have a card. You, should I write one? Did you, can you? Do I get access to Costco? What do I get? <laughs> I wish. Could you imagine? I already, I already have a Costco membership. I'll take a second one. <laughs> so I think that's it for this intro episode. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we did it. Oh my God, we're here. We're launching a podcast together. I'm so excited. This is going to be too. so fun. Our Instagram account's already banned, guys. <laughs> literally. Like, literally. We have to talk about that after the show to figure out what the fuck we're going to do about that. Literally signed up with two girls, one binge, and the moment it lets me in, it says, you are banned. And I'm like, <laughs> banned from what? <laughs> Haven't even started. Oh, Why? Okay, well, catch us online. You will find us. We'll put we will put our yeah. Instagram, our Patreon in the show notes below. We're gonna do our best to have this show accessible on all platforms, and we're just yeah. so excited to explore this topic plus so many more with you guys. Couldn't have said it better myself. I can't mm-hmm. wait. I can't wait to dig into this with you. Ah, uh, I'm so excited, Kayla. Me too. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>